In today's show, we're looking at injuries around the NBA, updates for all 30 teams, including, unbelievably, an update on Wendell Carter Jr., Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Substack JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to get straight into it. There are 30 teams to talk about. Actually, fewer injuries to talk about than there have been in the past. Um, yeah, so let's let's do it, I guess. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> let's get it on. That's what we're going to do. Let's talk Atlanta Hawks. Not much going on there because most of these guys are back. John Collins is likely to return today for Monday's game while DeJounte Murray has been upgraded to questionable for today's game. So the only player that is going to be out is Clint Capella. And I think we expect Clint to be out through the rest of this week. Um, but we don't know yet. Plan. Lisa needs braces. So we just keep rolling with Nyeka Rokongwu with Capella out. If Collins likely back, Murray likely back, then the value of those streamers like Griffin and Johnson and Forrest, even in deeper leagues, you're going to lose a lot there. Bogdanovich loses a little bit of value and how he works in with Collins and Murray is going to be really interesting. We haven't seen that yet. Um, with Colin, If Collins does return, um, which we assume, I, I don't know what that does for Frank Kaminsky, who is producing good deep league value. Will Collins play backup center um, behind a Kongwu or will they keep him strictly as a power forward? Not like they have great power forward options. So I reckon we'll just see still Frank in there as the backup center. But you know, things are looking better for Atlanta, who had you know four starters out at one point. And now they could potentially have most of them back apart from Capella. The Celtics injury report is there's nothing. There's literally nobody there. It's Jason Tatum who missed last game for personal reasons. He should be back for Wednesday, I'm guessing. And that's it. There's literally nothing else to talk about with this team. Rob Williams still on a minutes restriction, but that's it. Same with Brooklyn. The only guy on the injury report is Patrick Mills, who's dealing with an illness. Wasn't in the rotation anyway, so that actually has no impact on fantasy whatsoever. Now there are some injuries here in Charlotte. Cody Martin remains out. We're probably two to three weeks away from him returning from that knee surgery. Dennis Smith Jr., no real update. I'm not expecting him to play on Monday with that ankle sprain. Um, if he does play, it just means someone like the Salt Flake, Theo Maladon, he'll uh, have to leave the rotation. He's been playing like 15 minutes. That'll be Smith's role. No, there's not enough for him to be a 12-team league guy. But Terry Rogier did suffer an injury early in the game on Sunday. We don't. He went to the locker room. He never returned. We don't know if he's going to play on Monday against the Kings. If he is out, that means that Kelly Oubre gets that boost back in minutes and probably back into the starting lineup with significant playing time and significant shot opportunities, which we know Kelly absolutely loves. The other one is um, Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. Who's dealing with an ankle sprain. The Hornets have done a really good job the last two seasons of probably drafting the worst option in the... Oh, no, Mark Williams doesn't count. He wasn't a lottery pick. Well, he wouldn't be the worst lottery pick anyway because Johnny Davis exists. But last season, James Booknight. This season, Mark Williams. So let's just say top 15 
rookies. Imagine getting absolutely zero contribution from your top 15 rookies uh, two years in a row. Not great. Not great at all. Anyway, Mark Williams not playing, so don't worry about it. I still think he can be an okay player. But yeah, it's a, it's a weird spot. The Bulls, not much going on there injury-wise. We always love to hear that. Javante Green's dealing with knee soreness. The lies of him starting were lies, so I don't know whether he will get back, back that spot. And even if he does, it's probably only 24 minutes and he becomes a steel streamer. Um, he's dealing with this knee soreness. He's sort of in and out of the lineup. And then there's Lonzo Ball, who again, just do not have any expectation that Lonzo is going to play this season. I don't believe that he will. I am really worried about what this means for his future but don't expect him back. A few injuries in Cleveland that are useful for us to talk about here. We've got Lamar Stevens, who's out again. He missed Saturday. He's going to miss Monday with knee soreness. They started Isaac Okoro in his place. He played 24 minutes on Saturday. He actually had a pretty good game, but I, me, personally, I don't trust Isaac Okoro for anything. I don't trust him to produce fantasy value. I don't even produce him to, uh, trust him to produce on-court NBA value. So, yes, he might start. I don't care. Karis Levert played 34 minutes with Lamar Stevens out. And had one of the worst lines you will ever see. There might be stream value for him in a points league, but I wouldn't bother with him in a category format with Lamar out. Dean Wade's probably two weeks away with a shoulder injury. He will take that starting spot back, I guess, when he returns. Rubio, probably three to four weeks away would be my guess from his ACL injury. No, he is not worth a stash in my opinion. And Dylan Windler, I don't know when we're going to see him. His career has been an absolutely total disappointment so far and cannot get healthy whatsoever. A few updates in Dallas. Luka Doncic was questionable when he is playing today. Tim Hardaway is questionable now with an illness. Spencer Dinwiddie's back. Josh Green is out for at least two weeks with that elbow sprain. I think that means that Kemba Walker will stay in the rotation. Kemba's last two games, or well, 38 minutes in that game against the Cavs, that's not realistic. But 15, 16 minutes, it's not 12 team, it's not 14 team. But there is an opportunity here for him to be in the rotation. Dwight Powell is also questionable with a thigh issue, while Maxi Kleber's out for a long time, six to eight weeks with a hamstring slash knee issue. I'm not really sure. Is it both? We saw it initially reported as a hamstring, then it was a knee sprain. I don't know what it is. Anyway, he's out for a long time, Maxi. And that means that guys like Christian Wood, um, and potentially JaVale McGee has to get back into the rotation. If Dwight Powell is out, I don't know. But it means that Wood gets a little boost there. If Hardaway is out, then Reggie Bullock will likely step in there, um, not a 12-team streamer, and it will, again, help Kemba Walker, and it probably gives a few minutes there to Frank Nilakina, who, again, is pretty much a terrible fantasy option. On the Denver Nuggets, the headmaster, Jamal Murray, I did list him on the injury report with a knee issue. Apparently, he was really sore before Sunday's game, and he wasn't sure whether he was going to be able to go, and he was laboring through some knee pain in the game on Sunday. He got through it, and he played 35 minutes there, but just want to watch that. So I don't think he's going to miss time, but you never know. Magaporter Jr., probably out the rest of this week, maybe returning just before New Year's with his heel issue. This has been a long time coming for nothing, something we haven't been told anything about what it is. Heel strain? What does that mean? Obviously, anything is worrying with him and injuries. Um, his back is, I think, rooted. He's missed times with back injuries this season already. And while this is his heel, I am not certain because I can't be, but I, I'm pretty like leaning in the direction that any of these lower body injuries he has is to do with back problems. That's just how the back works, unfortunately. And that's why I would never take Michael Porter Jr. in a top 50 or top, top 60 of a draft because that core back problem I feel like he's just going to be there every season. With him out, Bruce Brown, 
is really putting up big minutes. Bones Highland's numbers have dipped lately. I think he is worth a hold still, the five-minute man, but I'm not sure that he's going to remain that player when Porter returns. And Colin Gillespie's still out with that leg fracture, and I'm not sure that, that impacts a huge amount of people, but this could because today's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasional budget across the US, the UK, Canada, and in Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy, economy cars if you're on a budget and you just need to get from A to B, or test drive that electric vehicle that you've been eyeing to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver that car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boarding rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Make sure you're also checking out Locked On Sports today. It's got all of the latest info on all sports um, in a quick little bite-sized 22-minute show where you can find out everything that's going on in the sports world. Let's go to the Detroit Pistons. Um, Jaden Ivey landed on his back at the end of Sunday's game against the Nets. He says he's fine but I'll just preemptively list him on here just in case. His minutes have continued to be low, although he was better on Sunday. Um, But we watched that back issue. While Isaiah Livers probably three to four weeks still with that shoulder issue. I'm not even sure he gets back into the rotation. Kevin Knox has been playing well, and Livers wasn't playing particularly well um, beforehand. I think it'll be a little bit touch and go um, between those uh, those two guys. Um, Let's go on to the next um, team. For some reason, my... Slides here are out of order, and I don't know what the hell just happened there. But anyway, the Golden State Warriors, Andy Wiggins, is still dealing with that adductor issue, so groin problem. He will miss uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe he is back on Christmas Day. With him out, it really does hypercharge the value of Dante DiVincenzo, who gets a boost because Steph Curry is out for the rest of December and half of January. DiVincenzo's value when Wiggins comes back will be interesting, so I imagine he moves to the bench. And instead of playing 35 minutes, he plays 28 minutes. And that might not be enough. John Kaminga had an, had an opportunity with Wiggins out, but played five minutes last game. And I don't think you want to deal with him in 12-team leagues. And Andre Iguodala is still too old for this shit. I don't know when he's going to play. I don't know if he's going to play. I don't know what the point of all of this was. Why he took so long to sign. Why he's back. I guess it's... I guess it's... You don't have that's, that's what it is. It's not more than that. The Rockets. Again, relatively clean injury report. All we have really there is the wild thing, Jason Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Still dealing with this ankle soreness. He'll be out most likely the rest of this week. When he comes back, I shudder to think what that means for Tari Eason and KJ Martin's minutes. Um, how they work in Tate, Eason, Gordon, Martin, I have no idea. And I'm really, really panicked about what that means. It's probably going to mean significantly worse stuff for Tari Eason. But we still don't know that, unfortunately. And then there is Garrison Matthews, who's dealing with an illness. That enabled both Dacian Nix and Ty Ty Washington to play in that game. Um, but they're going to make a decision if Matthews is healthy, I would think, that only one of those backup point guard goes. Uh, goes. Yes, one of those backup point guards go. That's what I'm trying to say. Indiana Pacers, there's actually nothing that matters here. Sorry to Daniel Tyson and his family, but you don't matter for fantasy. He's out with a knee issue, and two-way guy Kendall Brown is out with a shin injury. Okay, that doesn't matter at all. Let's go to the Clippers. This does. Paul George now dealing with knee soreness. He's missed two straight games. One was a back-to-back. Sure, understandable. The next one was on uh, Saturday, which wasn't a back-to-back. And now they don't play till Wednesday. I I expect that he is back. And everyone here, there's a chance that all of these four players return. 
Paul George with a knee issue. Ivica Zubats with a knee bone bruise. He's missed two straight. Reggie Jackson with Achilles inflammation. He's missed two straight. And Norman Powell with the groin issue, who's missed about three weeks. They could all return on Wednesday. Of course, the only one there that really matters for 12-team leagues, that's not true, there's two of them, it's George, but to a lesser extent, Zubats. But on a healthy team, I am not certain where Zubats sits. His last three games, 20, 17, and 17 minutes. Yes, injury did play a part. There were fouls in one of those games, but things are trending down for him pretty rapidly. And if they are fully healthy, I am i don't think Zubats plays 28 a night. So we need to watch this. Powell and Jackson aren't 12-teamers. They are 14-team leaguers. And while there is obviously some worry that George Zubats and Jackson have missed the last two, I don't think it's extending through, and I reckon we'll get them playing um, the Wednesday-Friday game this week. They've only got two games this week, which is annoying, but I reckon they'll play them. The Lakers. Another reason why you can't trust a player. At the end, Austin Reeves sprained his ankle, went to the locker room. Sprained his ankle, went to the locker room. That did happen twice. Returned and played. After the game, how are you? I'm fine. I'm playing tomorrow. I'm playing tomorrow. My parents told me, I always look at Austin Reeves and think he's got like some sort of drawling Midwest accent. My mama told me, but yeah, I don't think he does. <laughs> um, you know, when you've got, you got to play through stuff, I'll be playing tomorrow. So of course, he's ruled out. He's not playing today with um, that ankle sprain. He'd been playing really well and he was a fringe 12-team league guy. And it would have been a perfect opportunity for him to have a good game today because LeBron is also out with the ankle problem. This is not a surprise. We said that when Davis went down, expect a little bit more cautious, caution, caution with LeBron as we move forward, but he is out. The big one there, of course, is Anthony Davis, who we still have no idea what the foot issue actually is. He's still getting evaluated three days later. We know that he's out for multiple weeks. Oh, we know that he's out for at least a month. Oh, we know that he's out indefinitely. What's the injury? Shit scared. Absolutely shit scared that there's a fracture in his foot and he's not playing again this season. That's my worry. Based on nothing, but based on the complete lack of information here. It's frustrating. We don't know what it is. Obviously, Tom Bryant's a must-roster player. Deeper leagues, you look at Damian Jones. But there could be an impact from Winyan Gabriel, who's been out for a while with a shoulder injury. And he was clearly ahead of um, Damian Jones. And he was sort of borderline with Tom Bryant. Toscano Anderson's out with an ankle problem. While Pat Beverly missed Sunday's game, he is questionable for today with that um, calf issue. With him out, it does all these guys out. We're going to get big opportunities for uh, Dennis Schroeder in today's game. You're going to get bigger opportunities for Lonnie Walker. You're going to get a big opportunity for Tom Bryant, of course. They're going to put up some big numbers here. Bryant is the guy that you want. Then it goes to me, Bryant, Schroeder, Walker in that order. Bryant must add, Schroeder maybe add, Walker, eh, low upside maybe sort of guy. That's, that's about it with those injuries. Remember when Kendrick Nunn was a thing? Let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Desmond Bain. We heard that update that he was out for three or four more weeks and then Danny Green came onto a podcast or onto a show with ESPN and said, yeah, he'll be back on Christmas. Danny, I refuse to trust players, but just don't throw things out there that confuse us because people will latch onto that. Players don't know anything about injuries ever. Yet, unless, unless a player tells you something that is more that is less optimistic than the reported timeline, then you go, oh, okay, that's not good. Like if you saw random assorted media reports saying, yeah, Danny Green, man, he'll be back in February. And then Danny Green comes on and goes, yeah, I'm just hoping to get healthy for the playoffs. Then you go, all right, you're not back into the playoffs. Like I know that, that's that's clear. But when a player comes and says, oh, I'm fine, I'll be back. it's like a week, nothing. This means nothing. Like don't trust them ever. Even when they're talking about other players, don't trust them ever. But still, now you've created that element of doubt, Daniel Green, what do I do? 
I don't think Bain is going to be back for Sunday. That's like two games time. I think we might have him out for a little bit more. But now, thanks to Danny, we have to consider that. With Bain out, it's been Conchar, but Conchar's minutes and production has dropped way off. He hasn't hit over 25 minutes for four straight games because you've got guys like David Roddy Piper. You've got um, Zaire Williams back in the mix there. So it's, I think, Johnny, unfortunately, Johnny Conchar might be a drop. What? Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. Um, Vince Williams dealing with an illness as well. Not sure how many of you care about that, but that's where we're at. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college basketball season, college bowl season, NBA. It's all over there at BetOnline.net. And after the Dolphins have lost three in a row, we need to get back on the winners list. We need to get in the Christmas Day game against the Green Bay Packers. We need to win to get ourselves into the playoffs, so we've got a chance of winning our first playoff game in, what, 20 years? Anyway, not that I'm bitter or anything. The Dolphins are five-point favorites against the Packers, Christmas Day game, in Miami. So, if you want to check out all those odds for NFL Week 16, I think it is, 15, it might be one of those ones, go check them out at betonline.net. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to the Miami Heat. Caleb Martin has been bad, average, mid, whatever you want to phrase it as. He's dealing with an ankle sprain. He left last game, didn't return. Um, Sorry, he left Thursday's game, didn't return. Missed Saturday's game, so I don't know if he's going to play Tuesday. Kyle Lowry rested two games in a row, Thursday, Saturday. I don't know whether he's going to play. Gabe Vincent has missed seven games in a row with a knee effusion. Udonis Haslam has an Achilles tendon issue. Cool. While Omer seven is out for basically the season. Now, with Martin and Lowry and Vincent all questionable, that really does supercharge the minutes and production of Victor Oladipo, who's played 30 minutes in the last two games. His steal numbers are great. There's going to be efficiency issues, but there might be stream value here for him on a Tuesday with low volume. So consider him a stream option, Vic Oladipo. Hero plays point guard if Lowry is out. That really does help him overall. Maybe there's value in uh, Max Struess, but he has been... Fairly putrid lately, but with those players out, he does push those minutes back up. And then you get into players like maybe like a Duncan Robinson, who's played 20 plus minutes in three straight games, who may not play if all of those players are healthy. The next team we take a look at is the Milwaukee Bucks. There's only one person on that injury list, and it's annoying that he's there, and that's Christopher Middleton. Who is Chris Middleton's name actually Christopher? There's no way, right? Let me double check that. But Joe Ingles is back. Awesome. Giannis is off the injury report, but Middleton with knee soreness. Like, this is the bloke who had wrist surgery, then hurt his ankle, and now it's knee soreness. I know he had knee surgery, he had knee injury last season as well, remember? That is um, definitely troubling for him to miss Saturday's game and miss Monday's game and be shithouse in the games that he's played. A worry, a huge worry. Two of the injuries that have happened, or two of the things that have happened to him, are things that we had no idea when we drafted him in, at pick 55 or pick 60. We just thought, wrist surgery, you miss four weeks, you'll be back. And now this other stuff has compounded. And it's not like hurting your leg, you know, because you've got a back injury, Michael Porter Jr. style. Like hurting your knee because you had wrist surgery is absolutely not related whatsoever. I oh, know he's not Christopher, he's Christian. Did you know Chris Middleton's first name is James? James Middleton? Jim Middleton? Jimmy? Jim Christian Middleton? Get out of here. What? Jesus Christ. Anyway. That's beside the point. I am a little worried here of Middleton. Buying low on him would be a top 100 player. Do not do it for anybody else. Do not say, oh, I'll buy low as a top 60 guy. No, 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 no. Don't do that. 
The worry is amplifying. The Timberwolves, they have a decent size injury report. Finally, someone can help me buy, buy into the narrative that everyone's heard all the time. They play on Monday. We know Towns is out. That's probably three to four more weeks still with his calf injury. The artist formerly known as Torian Prince is out with a shoulder injury. He does have a role when he plays, if he plays. And so does Jordan McLaughlin. But both of those guys remain out. Nazareth Reed left last game with a trapezius issue. So the guy that was left to was Nathan Knight. But Reed is probable for Monday. So the Knight ad probably doesn't work. We don't know whether the big fella, though, Rudy Gobert, is going to play. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. So Gobert is questionable after missing two straight. If Gobert plays, Reed's value disappears. Don't drop him just yet, but watch that. You probably do want to drop him after today's game. And that's why the night one was a little bit of throwing darts because you needed two things to happen. You needed both Reed and Gobert to be out for Knight to have value. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen. You're going to have at least Reed there and probably Gobert as well. So the value disappears. With McLaughlin and Prince uh, out, Russell's probably, D'Angelo Russell's probably, should have mentioned that. I think he'll be fine, but it is a back-to-back and he played 37 minutes yesterday. But with those guys out, like Noel gets a boost. Austin Rivers has been actually really good the last two games. So there is streaming value there for Austin Rivers, amazingly. For the New Orleans Pelicans, Brandon Ingram dealing with that toe issue, still out. I don't expect him him back before the weekend, but hopefully he is back for, maybe, or maybe he's back on Friday. Friday or next Monday is a return date for Ingram. And then, you know, the drop on Trey Murphy becomes a lot more secure. Larry Nance is doubtful. I would not drop Larry Nance. I've said that a million times. Now, if you are in a 12-10 points league, I think it's totally fine. But you can assess that. What does Larry Nance average in your points league? Is it basically equivalent to what a waiver wire guy gives you? If it's within two to three points of who's on the waiver wire, then he's a clear drop. That's how points leagues work. If your last player on your team averages 26 and the guys on the waiver wire average 24, then the 26-point player is a drop. He is a drop, so you can add someone in who might get a slight boost on Yekara Kongwu, Thomas Bryant. He's a drop, so you can stream in that position because three games out of a 26-point player versus five games of a 24-point player through cycling the waiver wire, the five is clearly better. Right, So that is how you view these things. You don't need me to tell you Larry Nance is a drop or a hold in a points league a lot of the time. Have a look what he averages versus the value of guys on your waiver wire. If he is marginally ahead, three points ahead on average, then there's no, then these guys aren't must-roster guys. In a category league, it's obviously very different. And Larry Nance, to me, is close to a top 100 player. And I'm not dropping a top 100 player because he's doubtful for one game. Let's talk about the New York Knickerbockers. No injuries here. Well, there is. There's Obert Toppin, who's dealing with a knee fracture. With him out, Tibbs is playing two centers, Hartenstein and Sims together. It's making them at least deeper league streams, but that's really about it. For the Thunder, they did it again, these assholes. They did it again. Shea Gutis-Alexander was ruled out yesterday, but now he's questionable with the back contusion. So much for the shutdown narrative, but just don't rule him out if he's going to play. I feel like it's the third time this is going to happen. It's great. It's great that he's going to play. But stop doing it. Josh Giddy's allegedly out for, t- for today. I, I don't know anymore. But he's out with an illness. Shea might be out, but he is listed questionable. With those guys out, if they are out, Isaiah Joe becomes a streamer option there. Um, Trey Mann doesn't because he is allegedly in the G League. Although now I'm looking at... Yeah, yeah he's in the G League. So yeah, don't worry about him. Um, and then other injuries. We've got Darius Baisley with the illness. That means Eugene Omarui and Alexei Pokyshevsky. Get the value. I'd prefer Pokyshevsky over Omarui. Robinson Earl remains out, and Usman Jiang out with that wrist fracture. 
he is um, going to be out for like six more weeks. So let's go to one of the NBA's hottest teams. And you've been waiting. You saw the, the, the title, the, the thumbnail. You saw all of that. Wendell Carter Jr. Hold on to your dicks. We've got an update. Wendell Carter Jr. plans to return Friday. Now, I still don't know about Jalen Suggs or Gary Harris or Chumra KK or, of course, Jonathan Isaac, but we know about Carter. That is great news. It's terrible news if you roster Bol Bol, but it is great news to know about Carter. Now, we keep going with Mo Wagner for Monday and Wednesday, who's providing good value, and that's about to die. And then we will find out what happens. Now, this might not mean the death knell for Bol, because I would imagine that Carter just replaces Wagner. But it's the other three. It's Harris and Suggs in particular who are going to have that impact. We just get no information of Suggs with soreness. Suggs hurt that ankle in a game, played through it, played the next game like 18 minutes, and we haven't seen him again. This organization, while it's great they're winning games, you are putrid, you are disgusting. Tell us injuries. Tell us what's happening. Inform your fans. Inform them. Chumra KK has knee soreness. Oh, okay. Well, I guess he must have a sore knee. What does it mean? He's been out four weeks. It's got to be more than the soreness. And then John Isaac. Oh, well, actually, it wasn't just a pure ACL. He actually had other injuries. So it makes sense he's been out for three years. It does not. It doesn't. He missed two years before he had the hamstring injury. Sorry, he missed over 18, over 18 months before he had the hamstring injury. So, no, it doesn't make sense. And why is he still not back now? Why is he still not back? Questions need to be asked and questions need to be answered, yet they aren't. I wouldn't bother with Jonathan Isaac if you haven't realized in a 12-team league. I just don't think it's going to happen. Tyrese Maxey, we have conflicting reports here in Philadelphia for Tangles. Dr. Riverson, oh, a few more weeks, mate, at least. Jesus Christ, man, it's really bad. Oh, Tangles, out for, he's out forever. He might have to have his foot cut off. And then Woj is like, no, Doc, he'll be back in two days. So I don't know which one it is. <clears throat> I'm going to lean with um, the unlicensed medical professional, Adrian Wojnarowski, and say that there is a chance that Tyrese Maxey is back on Christmas Day. It aligns with the initial timetable. And Dr. Rivers often will tell us, um, ah, Joel Embiid, he's on the injury report? What do you mean? I've, I haven't heard that. Um, no, he's playing, and then he doesn't play. So either Doc is a master of lying or he has no idea what's happening with his players. And I'll let you figure out which one of those is more likely. Anyway, Tyrus Maxey could return on Christmas Day. So they've got three more games this week. That really does keep that value of DeAnthony Melton inflated. I would hold Melton even when Maxey comes back and then we'll reassess it after that. And then Furkan Korkmaz is dealing with an illness and he's not a rotation player most nights anyway. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. There are significant injuries on this team, because Devin Booker has been ruled out today with groin soreness after he played 42 minutes against the Pelicans on the weekend. He is dropped like 58 points or whatever it was. He is out on Monday against the Lakers. Cam Johnson's dealing with that knee issue, probably two to three weeks away still. Getting close that if you are in a strong position in the league, you could stash him. I don't think he's that uber elite upside prospect, but we're getting closer to a stash, I think, there. Cameron Payne probably out for the next couple of games, Monday, Tuesday at least. And with him out, you get that extra value for Kogi and for Shamit. Jock Landale is out with a concussion. And the fact that DeAndre Ayton is questionable too, well, Biombo could be an excellent stream. He might be nothing because if Ayton plays, Biombo offers us nothing. But we might have to get 30-plus of Biombo if um, Ayton is out. And that also pushes Sharich into the mix there. We've also got Dwayne Washington out with a foot issue. And Jay Crowder is really trying to um, 100% Pokemon Scarlet. So he remains sideline. It's a tough ask, but he'll, he'll get there eventually, I'm sure. For Portland... 
few short-termers here. Jeremy Grant dealing with back spasms. He missed Saturday's game. He's listed questionable for Monday. I don't expect this to be a long-term thing. Josh the Hitman Hart's dealing with an ankle problem. He's probable, so he should be okay for today. And then Yusuf Nurkic has appeared on the injury report. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. He's questionable today with a calf issue. I don't expect that to be a long-term thing. Also, the world's most unfit man, Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton II, sorry, is still out for conditioning. Has not played this season. We are nine weeks in with his core muscle surgery. I don't know where he fits in the rotation. That Well, okay, let, let's ask this question. Who does he replace in the rotation? Does he replace probably Trenton Watford's 13 minutes? Because he's not taking, surely he's not taking the 17 minutes that Shaden Sharp's playing. Surely he's not taking Simons' minutes or Hart's minutes. Like it must be those 13 Watford minutes. Maybe he takes three away from Hart. Maybe he takes three away from Sharp. I don't know. But I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. I know that much. He might be. I don't think he is. And then the Seal Little still out multiple weeks with that hip issue. Let's go to the Sacramento Kings. Look at that. Sexy stuff. No injuries. Let's go to the San Antonio Spurs. And this bloke, is always, I feel like something's always going to be on with this team. Whose horse is that? Yeah, Keldon Johnson is now on the injury report for today's action. Questionable with a back contusion. Mm, yeah. Hmm. He'd been playing some really big minutes, 33, 34 a night. Uh, we hope that he is able to continue that because it's great for his fantasy value. It's not great for your percentages, but it is great for his overall fantasy value. Josh Richardson is out for personal reasons. Um, he had been producing at least streamable value, but now he will have missed two straight for that. That just gives boost to guys like Malachi Branham. Blake Wesley's going to be back soon. He's playing in the G League, so he'll be back with the main squad pretty soon after recovering from that MCL. While Romeo Langford is questionable with a stomach illness. And in Toronto, despite the nonsense of Nick Nurse, OG Ananobi has been upgraded to questionable for Monday. And Gary Trent, oh, he's going to be out a while. Oh, he's going to be out a while. You know, that we heard that less than 24 hours ago. Let's guess what? He's questionable today. Oh, he's going to be out a while. Is he? Is he actually? Or are you lying? So both Ananobi and Trent could be questionable. So I actually added Malachi Flynn and Lee. Think, well, you know, there's an opportunity here. 30 minutes a night for a couple of games here. No, apparently not. Oh, well, what can you do? Believe lies? Don't believe lies? It's all just a crapshoot, isn't it? Unfortunately, when they lie like that. Precious Achua... Still out for a few more weeks. Um, Otto Porter, similarly, probably three to four more weeks there. They are obviously, I would think obviously, not stashable players. In Utah, Kelly Olenek, unfortunately, succumbed to this ankle problem. He did have it last game, played through it, but he is out for Monday. I hope that he plays against Detroit on Tuesday. It doesn't appear too serious, but we need to watch that one. While the Padawan Colin Sexton should have a return date of Tuesday. The Jazz have this elite schedule Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and now two guys are out. But what that means is the value of a Nikhil Alexander-Walker jumps up. I think the value of Walker-Kessler jumps up, who should be rostered anyway. But you do get a little bit more appeal here for Alexander-Walker in the three-game slate with the potential of Sexton missing a couple, Alinek missing at least one. There is value there. So that, that he becomes a really, really intriguing prospect. And I guess there's the potential Conley sits one of these back-to-backs as well. So Alexander-Walker looks pretty sexy as an ad. And then on to Washington. And thankfully, we're looking pretty okay. Rui Hachimura still dealing with that bone bruise. He might be back end of the week. DeLon Wright with a hamstring. He might be back end of the week as well. I've had an inordinate amount of questions about DeLon Wright from like starting about three weeks ago. Do I stash him? Like, no. DeLon Wright was playing pretty well. But there is no indication that DeLon Wright, A, returns from a serious hamstring strain and is immediately a starter. 
or B, is a starter ever, or C, even cuts in and plays 18 minutes with the way Jordan Goodwin's been playing. Now, I think Dylan Wright's good. I think he's better than Monty Morris. Right? I think all that. But I think even if he was to play 27 minutes a night as a starter, Dylan, he would be fringe top 100. He wouldn't be worth dealing with the nonsense. Now, I really like Dylan. He could, he could average 13, 5, 5, 2 steals. That's super valuable. But that would require Morris being eliminated into nothing and Goodwin not playing. And it seems relatively unlikely for a guy coming off a grade 3 hamstring strain to come back and play those minutes within the next four weeks. I really don't think that's going to happen. But we want to watch it, of course. And if you do have a different opinion to that, grab him because the return is coming. I'm just not convinced that he just goes straight into a big role. And yeah, here we go. It's all solved. I don't think so. But his return is coming. So your evaluation of that situation, take it into consideration. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, why don't you thumb it up and leave a comment down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.